Tour number 63 of Disney Conversations is just about to depart the station. I'm your tour director, Magical Matthew Wallace. In this tour, we're going to be talking about DVC, that is the Disney Vacation Club. We talk about the ins, the outs, the ups, and the downs of buying direct from Disney or buying from a resale outlet. Our tour conductor on this trip will be our own Diane Whiting. Her vast knowledge and experience with DVC will bring us all the important information needed to make a sound decision about making a DVC purchase. So saddle up, tourists. We're rolling. All aboard. Welcome, tourists, to Disney Conversations, a Disney fan podcast. Disney Conversations is sponsored by Magical Matthew Travel, specializing in your Disney destination needs. Contact them today at magical underscore Matthew at Outlook.com for your free, no-obligation quote to Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, or Alani at Disney Resort and Spa in Hawaii. And now, let's join up with this week's tour. Welcome back, tourists, to Disney Conversations. We are going to kind of switch gears a little bit today because we had a little bit of a scheduling issue. But we are going to talk about some of the basics of owning Disney Vacation Club. I know for many of us, that sucker is probably not in our wheelhouse. But that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. Joining me today is my co-host, Diane Whiting. Good afternoon, Diane. How are you? I am great. How are you doing, Matthew? I'm doing well. I'm really glad you could join us for this discussion today because I know for myself, I get confused when I start looking at stuff having to do with DVC. It is confusing. It's, it's And it, it seems like lately, anyhow, they're changing a lot of the rules kind of midstream. It's kind of hard to keep up with it, but I understand that's something that you kind of specialize in. Yeah. So let's get into talking about that. When did you first get into Disney Vacation Club? Well, when did I become aware of Disney Vacation Club and when we finally had enough money to purchase Disney Vacation Club? There are a few years in the middle of that. Um, I think it was probably in the late 1990s or early 2000s. And we had actually gone to Disneyland and, you know, you see those booths all around Disney's best kept secret, which obviously is not. And I started wondering what that was. And when I found out it, that it was a way that I could go to Disney resorts multiple times a year and have it really not cost me that much more money than I was already paying, I wanted to learn more about it. So I think in 2011, we took the official tour with Disney and I got the information and that I had sticker shock. And at that time, they were selling Animal Kingdom Lodge, and we took the tour of the model of Bay Lake Tower, and walking through that two-bedroom villa model, I knew I want to stay here someday. What do I need to do to make that happen? And mm -hmm. so we began strategizing and saving and socking all our money away until we had enough money to purchase CBC, which we did in 2016. So then is Bay Lake your home resort? Bay Lake Tower is not my home resort. And Old Key West is my home resort with my first contract. 
And then we okay. purchased a second contract uh, last year, and Saratoga Springs is my other home resort. Although I do love mm. staying in Bay Lake Tower, but as with many things at Disney, there is a definite strategy to decide which resort you would like for your home resort. Sure. But the basic thing people, a lot of people ask me, well, like, what is DVC anyway? What is this club, supposedly? And, you know, it, in, in the short answer, it's Disney's uh, version of a timeshare. Um, the contracts are based, if you purchase directly from Disney, their newest contract, they are 50-year contracts. Uh, there's also a resale market for DVC. And I promise that is not as shady as it sounds because people hear the word timeshare and they're already, eh, and then you hear used timeshare. And I'm not sure that that, that does not sound good at all. <laughs> so, but it's, no, it doesn't. it's nothing like that. People I know are very, very suspicious of timeshare resale. And maybe in general, that's true. But with Disney, it's not true. So what Disney Vacation Club is, is a timeshare that is based on the point system. I know a lot of traditional timeshares, you buy your week at Lake George in New York, and you stay in the same cabin the same week every single year. That is not what Disney Vacation Club is. Uh, with DVC, you purchase a certain number of points. And you can purchase as little as 25 points up to some people have over a thousand points. And those points are what allows you to book the Disney Vacation Club resorts. So you can book according to the points that you own. If you own 50 points, you might only get a week at a studio in a resort that requires less points than, say, the Grand Floridian or Riviera. Um, if you right. own a lot of points, then you can go multiple times per year and stay in larger accommodations. And BBC accommodations are everything uh, from studios, which have a mini kitchen, except for the new Grand Floridian studios, which don't really have that. They're just kind of a glorified hotel room, all the way up to three bedroom grand villas that are bigger than my house. And so you can adjust your accommodations based on points, availability, and what you need at the time. You mentioned being able to purchase through Disney and also through resale market. Is there a difference in benefits on that? Yes. Uh, with Disney, if you purchase directly from Disney, then you are purchasing with all of the perks that you get from Disney. Right now, there are not many perks, but um, it does allow you to use your DVC points to go on a cruise or to go on an Adventures by Disney trip uh, or to book at another resort hotel that is not a DVC villa like the Disneyland Hotel or Port Orleans Riverside. All of those things are a terrible use of points. Right. So that's not necessarily a perk that really matters. It also allows you to use your points for Moonlight Magic Nights, which uh, are ticketed events, but they are free to DVC members. However, there's only a certain amount of tickets to use. They're like the park is open for two hours or three hours after closing time, and you can go then, or they close the park early and they have a Moonlight Magic Night. Right. So the parties that you can uh, get admission to by purchasing directly from Disney are very, very popular. And as a result, it's 
it's a huge competition, just like it is for anything at a certain time in the morning to get your reservations and to be sure that you got in. I don't think it's worth it. Plus you also have to be in the park at that time. I would not purchase for moonlight magic. Uh, They've just also recently opened the top of the world lounge and that is only open now to members who purchase directly from Disney. Other than those two benefits, I'm not sure that purchasing directly from Disney gives you anything more than they, they can't make up for the difference that you're going to save, I guess is what I'm trying to say. For my first contract, we purchased 300 points at Old Key West. By purchasing my Old Key West contract resale, I saved $17,000 over what I would have purchased directly from Disney at that time. That's a big chunk of change. It is. And Disney is never going to give me $17,000 worth of benefits. (laughs) There is a 20% merchandise discount with DVC if you buy directly from Disney. But I get that discount by being an annual pass holder. Disney's only taking one discount. They're not going to stack them on top of each other like, you know two-for-one coupons. It doesn't work that way and there. That's the same for, for uh, if you're eating at a restaurant or something too, right? If you have a annual pass, you can get a discount there as well? Correct. It's it's just a 10% discount at a sit-down restaurant. Uh, they do not give them at all for quick service restaurants. So mostly- Oh, it's that's a, okay. Yeah. Mostly, that covers the tip. It does, almost. So mostly our merchandise is where I save money, but I don't really think I save money because I'm always going, but it's 20% off. How can I afford not oh, you, to get it? <laughs> you're going broke saving money because you're buying more. Exactly. And so that that works, you know, with like I said, with an annual pass or with DVC. It doesn't really matter. And a lot of DVC members do have annual passes because we are going to Disney more. My second contract I also purchased during COVID because, it was like a fire sale for a while there with DVC. The prices were kind of low. Uh, people couldn't use them and they didn't want to pay their dues. And so we purchased 160 points at Saratoga Springs. Also, when you purchase a resale, you can get a contract that has banked points, which means the person did not use their previous year's points and pushed them into the next year. So on both of my contracts, I only purchased contracts with banked points. So I got free points for two years. So the first year I had 600 points. That was great. (laughs) So when um, when you use your DVC, you are allowed, the, the resort where you physically own property, it's deeded in Orange County, Florida, and you physically own one tile in the laundry room of a particular unit in Bay Lake Tower or wherever it might be. And that resort, you are allowed to book at 11 months before your vacation. But that is the only resort which you can book at that time. When you get to seven months before your vacation, then you can book at any other available Disney Vacation Club resort. Now, if you purchased Riviera resale, Disney will only allow you to stay at Riviera. So that's another way they're trying to get people to use more points. And I buy, buy that from made them. That exception. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, you can go to any resort if you, unless you've purchased a Riviera resale contract. Uh, and I believe it will be that way with Disney going forward. Uh, if you do not purchase direct 
and you purchase their new resort, you can only use those points at that particular resort. Uh, we can use our points anywhere. So my, my Old Key West contract was grandfathered in. I can stay at Riviera with those points. I cannot use my Saratoga points at Riviera because kind of the reverse is true. If you buy a resale contract, you can't use that to stay in any of the new DVC resorts. Um, that doesn't bother most people because you've still got the, the 14 resorts that were there, including Olani, Vero Beach, Hilton Head, uh, Grand Californian, and all of the Disney World resorts except for Riviera. So it's not like okay. you don't have a lot to choose from. And that that's kind of the basics of how uh, DVC works. I know most people, when they're looking at Disney Vacation Club and after they figure out what it is and, and that it's a timeshare and how that works, I still get a lot of people asking, well, I don't know if it's the right thing for me or for my family. How do we know if it's the right thing to do? Do we really want to buy into this? Because it's not cheap. And so I think there are you know, a few questions that can kind of help you know which path you should go down. And um, the first one is, how much do you love Disney? I wish I could afford Disney Vacation Club. I wish I had jumped into it when it first came out because I was interested. Everybody wishes. But I, but I was single at the time. I, you know, there wasn't any prospect of a wife or kids <laughs> in my life at that point. And I couldn't see the sense of me getting into it being single. Now I think back on it. I'm thinking maybe if I'd have had that, I'd have found a wife sooner because she too would have loved Disney. <laughs> I hope my wife doesn't listen to this. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. the the contracts at that time, there was only one Disney Vacation Club resort. It is now what is Old Key West Resort. And I believe they were selling those contracts for $50 a point. Old Key West right now on the resale market is going for between 135 to 140 points. If you're buying them through Disney, it's close to $200 a point. So, right. yeah, you you would have made a lot of money <laughs> in addition to having well, fabulous vacations. <laughs> or maybe saved a lot of money yes. by not spending it on the resorts I've been going to. That's true. So that's the one thing. If you go to Disney and you go every year or even every other year, and you usually stay at a moderate resort or a deluxe resort, then owning DVC is something you should take a second look at. If you're planning to spend a lot of time at Disney in the future, it really does save you money in the long run. And I know a lot of people have a hard time with that. Right. Having said that, I will say it's not a financial investment. That's the other thing that I get people saying, well, I'm trying to get this to make sense as an investment and I can't. Well, it's no more a financial investment than if you went to Paris for a week. That money's gone. It's your vacation. Right. There are emotional investments and there's quality time spent with friends and family. That's an investment. But for strictly a financial investment, Nobody puts their money in a timeshare for that reason. Now, also, on the other hand, can almost every single DVC owner turn around and sell their Disney Vacation Club contract and make a profit? Yes. But that, you know, I always say that's a happy accident. That's not a financial investment. Don't look at it like that. It's a timeshare. 
what right. what it does financially is lock in your vacation price at the price at the time that you purchase the contract. So we purchased our old Key West contract for I think $87 a point. And it is now selling for around, we'll say 138 a point. So I've made money, I could sell it back and I would make that much back. But I love the time that I spend with my family and my friends and I didn't buy my DVC to sell it back. I bought it to have wonderful vacations and to enjoy being in the spot that I love being in. So that's kind of the way you have to look at it. You are securing the price of your lodging. It will never go up in price. Uh, the DVC point charts do not, they don't throw in, if you, they will not say, okay, well, this villa is 234 points for this week. Next year, we're raising that to 300 points. They cannot do that. They can shift the points around in the calendar a little bit year by year to make up for holidays and uh, to make more times a little more point heavy, but then they have to subtract them from other times of the year. So it will never, the total will never increase. And that way your vacation price does not go up. That's the way you, you save money. And that's the way you can stay in a larger nicer accommodation than you otherwise might. We started pricing the rooms out by cash and we're a family of five. And so that meant we either had to have two hotel rooms, two regular size hotel rooms, or stay in a deluxe. Right. And those deluxe, right. they're seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a night, some of them. And yeah, not worth it. Gets it gets really pricey fast. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not. I mean, we're a family of five as well. And our first visit we did we were able to make use of Riverside and the fact that they had that fifth sleeper. Right. And that came in handy because my son, though he was a little long, was also very skinny. So he fit on that just fine. Yeah. He was happy as a clam. But that's the exception to the rule. Yes. You know, and then our next trip back, we end up staying at Art of Animation. And I'm not going to take anything away from art. Right. It's a beautiful resort. We had a family suite because my mother-in-law came with us. But if she hadn't come with us and shared a little bit of the cost, we wouldn't have been able to afford it to do that. It's very expensive. Yeah. So and I didn't realize at that time that one of the all-star resorts also has, I'm not going to call it a family suite. They do, but it's basically a double room with one door. Yeah. Suite is stretching but, it a little bit at all-stars. <laughs> yeah. The only sweet thing about it is I think you've got two bathrooms. That's helpful. Yes. Yeah. But. You know, I, and it's nice to have that option too for people who can't afford much else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But outside of that, you're looking at a deluxe resort, anyways. So maybe DVC does make sense, especially if you and your family of any kind of size. Yeah. It gives you the opportunity to have those vacations. And I would venture, I guess, to say that some people might actually use the resorts and not necessarily go into the parks all the time because there's so much else to do. In Orlando and in Florida in general, you could use that as a base of operations. And within two hours of that, you could be over 90% of the state. You're already thinking like a DVC member. Yes, we call those resort-only trips, and they are extremely popular. People do it all the time. Your mindset kind of changes when you own DVC. The pressure's off to make your vacation everything that you need it to be. You don't want to miss this ride. You don't want to miss this restaurant. You've got to do this. You've got to pack everything in because you only have a week and you're not going to come right. back for a year or two. Once you own DVC, it takes a few trips to get away from that mindset, but 
now we do not do that. Um, our last trip, this past trip, uh, when I was with my family, we got up in the morning, we did rope drop, and then we, if we had a lunch reservation, we stayed for lunch, and then we left the parks. Sometimes we went back at night, sometimes we didn't. It's much more of a home-like feel, and we love our resorts. There's so much to do in DVC resorts that aren't even available in regular Disney hotel only resorts. So right. there's plenty to do there to keep you occupied. And everybody had something that they like to do that was a little bit different. And we could just all do our own thing. And it was great. It was so relaxing, which relaxing and Disney World vacation aren't often spoken in the same sentence. Very rarely. Yeah. Now, now you do well, go ahead. Well, and that, that's why I say, you know, I've talked to my wife about getting a, a resort room. I'd probably just go all stars or something like this with this idea. But again, just using that as a, a place to park, because let's face it, Disney resorts are unique. Mm-hmm. You get things at a Disney resort. You may not be able to find anywhere else. Most especially, I think it's still true in the resorts. I think it's still true in the parks. I'm not so sure it's true beyond that, but you, they've still got the, the desire to, exercise customer service in a way that I think Walt would be happy with. Yes. They, they work hard to make sure that the guest understands their needs are very important. What is it can they do to help make things better for you? Yes. And honestly, I think in DV, DVC resorts, it goes even beyond that. Especially, I love my old Key West home resort because it truly is a neighborhood. I mean, that is the one resort that I see where people go to like the town center. There's the gurgling suitcase bar. There's the pool area. There's our community hall and the, the workout center, as well as goods, food to go and the general store and Olivia's. It's all in the same area and people just go there to hang out and you get to know people. And it's great when cast members see you coming back and know your name and hey, Diane, how are you doing? It's so good to see you and your family again. They're so incredibly kind and helpful. I have never experienced customer service like I have as as a DVC member at those DVC only resorts. They're incredible cast members. So that's a plus. <laughs> okay, Old Key West is your home resort. It is. As is Saratoga. Where else have you stayed using DVC? Using my DVC, we have stayed in Bay Lake Tower, which I love. I have always wanted to stay in the contemporary, you know, as a little girl. Is there anything cooler than a monorail going through the center of your building? That is still cool to me. And, of course, Bay Lake Tower is is the separate appendage to the contemporary. And there's a little covered walkway that you go through to get into the contemporary all of your amenities are in the contemporary, the stores, the food. You do have your own swimming pool and some recreation options at Bay Lake Tower. But if you want to get something to eat, you do have to go over to the contemporary uh, hotel. And I love it there, but it is a very, very different feeling. Sometimes I'll compare the contemporary to like that airport concourse feeling. It's very energetic all the time. There's always a lot going on. You know, it's loud just because of the way the acoustics are. So there is a very different feeling to that resort than to Old Key West, which is 
so relaxed, you know, Jimmy Buffett music playing all the time and Harry Belafonte in the background. It is known as the most relaxing resort at Disney World. So it depends yeah. on the feel that you want. This last trip, I stayed at Bay Lake Tower um, for the girlfriend's part of my trip for a few days just because you cannot beat the access to Magic Kingdom. You can walk. Less than five minutes, you're at Magic Kingdom. You beat all those crowds. You don't have right. to go through the security right there because you go through right before as a contemporary resort guest. And if you have that's a baby or a toddler, that's my number one resort to recommend to people, either Bay Lake Tower or the contemporary, because you can walk back and you do not have to wake your child up. And that is gold. <laughs> to push that stroller yeah. Straight to the bed. Yep. Amazing views. It's a beautiful resort, but it's very hectic. And so it's nice to kind of escape that and switch over to another resort for the rest of your stay. And my family just loves Old Key West, and that's where they want to be most of the time. I've also stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge at Kidani, which is the DVC component. There are a few DVC rooms in Jumbo House, but if you want a more relaxing, larger room situation than I recommend Kidani. We had a Savannah view and I don't know what, you know, what you can say other than you wake up and there there's zebras right there outside of your window and giraffes and, you know, all the Savannah animals that are not um, omnivores. <laughs> so no carnivores, no omnivores. They're all veggie sources, but they're, yeah. It's amazing the way they have that and how the animals just mingle with each other and you get a little glimpse of what it might be like if you really were on the savanna in Africa. And that's where we're staying next year because my grandson will be two and a half and I can't think of anything more perfect than animals outside your window. It's yeah. a beautiful resort, great restaurants and food. The only transportation is the bus, but that doesn't bother me. I know some people prefer to have other modes of transportation, but I love Animal Kingdom Lodge. And we've stayed at Wilderness I, Lodge. <laughs> I have to say I've often wondered with Animal Kingdom Lodge why they haven't come up with a, a cool little way to get you into the park. That would be ideal. <laughs> you know, from what I understand, because of the way it's laid out, yeah. there is some difficulty in making that happen. Animals in the way, but that's okay because you cannot beat the savanna. <laughs> the pools are beautiful at both Kidani and Jumbo. The restaurants, you've got Boma, you have Chico, you have the Victoria and Albert Lounge, you have the, you have Sanaa. Sanaa is one of my favorite places to eat on all of property and it's, it's just a beautiful restaurant and bread service at Sanaa, that's what I get for my entree. <laughs> it's delicious. I hear that a lot. Oh, it's so good. It's worth the trip. On your Animal Kingdom Park Day, just take the bus to Animal Kingdom Lodge five minutes away and, and have a dinner reservation at Sanaa. Or lunch if yeah. you want to see the animals that are right outside because obviously you can't see them at night. But it's a right. great, great restaurant. And we've stayed at Wilderness Lodge, which that lobby... <laughs> You know, I I got to visit Wilderness Lodge on a tour I did. It was that eight-hour backstage magic tour they oh, used to fun. do at Disney World. That was the highlight for me because we got to eat at Whispering Canyon. That's great. The food at Whispering Canyon is amazing. Yes. They, they kind of bill it as backyard barbecue. I can't do backyard barbecue that well. No, it's very good. Yes, very tasty. It's a great family restaurant. It's fun for all and ages. And I was there 
I was there during Christmas, and when I walked in, I see this huge Christmas tree. And to date, I think it's still my favorite tree on all property, Mm -hmm. at least of what I've seen so far. And that includes all the parks. It's beautiful. It is the perfect resort for Christmas. Uh, Thanksgiving, as a result, it's extremely popular to book among DVC members at that time. Uh, It has two DVC components to it. Boulder Ridge is a separate building. Um, with its own beautiful lobby and Christmas tree and amazing lounge. If you take the little walk over to Boulder Ridge, you can see parts of Walt Disney's uh, Railroad. They've put them there, and they're in a great display case. So the one that he used to ride around his backyard, it's at Boulder uh, Ridge. Um, oh, okay. So it's worth the trip over just to see that, just to go hang out in, in the lounge. That's an extremely relaxing resort as well, but with a different feel than like, being in the Florida Keys, you know, you're in the Pacific Northwest there, and they've managed to make Florida look like Yellowstone Lodge. And I've been to Yellowstone Lodge for real, and yeah, they nailed it. So Boulder Ridge is the one DVC. Well, you have to realize who was in charge of the design on that, too, (laughs) because he's very detail-oriented. Yeah. He probably measured that sucker right on down to the last inch. I think Wilderness Lodge is prettier than Yellowstone. You know, Yellowstone is gorgeous, but it's old and it shows it. Uh, Wilderness Lodge is beautiful. Copper Creek is the other DVC component. And that portion of the Disney Vacation Club Resort is located within Wilderness Lodge itself. uh, Except, you know, one whole wing of Wilderness Lodge is DVC Copper Creek. Um, Okay. And so those are two different contracts with two different expiration dates on them. Boulder Ridge, I think, expires in 2042 with most of the original DVC resorts, and Copper Creek is quite a bit later. 2060, I think, Copper Creek might be. This may be kind of an odd question. I'm not trying to be morbid, but it's a legitimate question because I've actually heard a couple people ask it. Mm -hmm. Should a DVC owner die for whatever reason, is that contract transferable to his heirs. Yes, absolutely. You can leave it to your children. And I know people who have done that. I know people who, when they purchased a 150 point contract, uh, they have three kids. So they divided it into three separate 50 point contracts and each one of their kids gets one. You can go through a process that costs some money. If you choose to add your children to the title, because you do have a title Uh, to Uh it. And so it is a legal process to declare an error, or you can put them on from the beginning of the contract, or you can just leave it to them in your, in your will. But yeah, they, they get to keep it. So however many years are left on the contract, they get to keep. They also then inherit the dues, which I haven't talked about dues yet, because they are a very real part of Disney Vacation Club. And they do need to be figured in You pay your initial purchase price, which is the purchase price for the amount of points that you are buying. That is a one and done purchase. Your dues, you will get your your points that you purchase each year. I have 300 points. My use year is April and a use year is the month of the year when your points come into your account. Disney doesn't just dump everybody's points in in January. They have you you choose what you want your use year to be if you're purchasing directly from Disney. If it is a resale contract, it is whatever month is printed on that contract. So my first one was okay. April. That's April 1st every year is when I get my 300 points until they expire. 
Uh, so that purchase price is one and done and pays for all the yearly points for the length of the contract. Maintenance dues are something that you also have to pay every year, and those are due in January. So what is incorporated into those dues is mostly housekeeping. You also pay for maintenance fees at the resort. Uh, if they have to do a remodel or a refurb, you pay for the staff there. You pay to repave the parking lot, to get a new HVAC system at the resort, anything that the resort needs that you would pay for as an owner of your home is incorporated into your annual dues, as well as the buses. I remember looking at our annual dues statements last year, and the buses just for Old Key West cost that resort $9 million to have bus service. Well, buses ain't cheap. But no, they're not. And so that is divided among all the members. Now, because we pay for that, we do not pay for parking. If you bring your car to a DVC resort as a DVC member, you are not charged parking in the same way that another guest might be charged parking. So save 20 bucks a night, 25, whatever it is now for deluxe resorts. So those, those dues are due every year for each contract. And that is another thing that I tell people when they are purchasing DVC to take a look at what the annual dues are for each resort because they are different. And Mm -hmm. what is, you know, odd, interesting, just a fun fact is that the dues for the Grand Floridian, which might be expensive point-wise, are the cheapest out of all the DVC resorts. Last year, for 2021, the dues for the Grand Floridian were $6.81 a point. Now, for Vero Beach, which you can get a contract at Vero Beach for less than $100 a point, but your dues in 2021 were $11.23 a point. Even though the initial purchase price of a resort may seem seem like it's a great deal because you're only paying $90 a point as opposed to $200 a point, Mm. in the long run, the the cost of the dues may eat up that savings. So beware of how much the dues are because dues are forever. They are due every year, January 15th, I believe. And you have, you have to pay that. So like, for example, for me, I think last year, the dues for both of my resorts together, and I have 460 points was about $3,600. So, and Disney will let you pay that monthly if you choose to on a debit card. Or like I do, Mm. I put them on my Disney Visa, get the points back, (laughs) get at least a 1%, 2%, I think, if it's a Disney purchase to to spend later to give it back to them at a later date, which is what's going to happen. But I'll, I'll use it on Dooney bags or something in the park. So to decide how much I am spending, when you add in the cost of those dues, and this is very basic DVC math, I take the purchase price of my contract divide it between the number of years I have left in that contract from the time of purchase and get a yearly amount that it costs me per year. And then I take my dues and add it to that price. And then I divide Mm -hmm. that by the number of nights that I'm staying at Disney this year. And so for us this past year to stay at a two bedroom villa at Old Key West and at Bay Lake Tower for three and a half weeks, cost me $126 a night. You can't get a hotel room for that. No, 
Not even at All Stars. Maybe even so. even Pop Century is a little more than that. Yeah. So you are gonna you're gonna purchase a lot. I mean, it's gonna cost a lot to initially buy it, but over time it will pay for itself. And I our old Key West contract has definitely paid for itself by this point in mm-hmm. time by how much we use it. I'm usually there two to three times per year. And what's nice is if there's something happening, I'm a contributor at dvcfan.com and at the Diz. And if they have something going on, I can quickly get a, you know, a studio at Old Key West and say, yeah, I'll be down there. We did that a few years ago and it was great. And it was easy and no money out of my pocket other than flying myself down there because I have my right. annual pass. And, and with DVC, you can cook in your villa. So, you know. You can save money doing yeah. it that way. You don't have to. You know, you can still make it a very expensive vacation if you choose. But at times when you don't necessarily have as much cash flow, but you still want to go to DVC, you've already got your room. Just get yourself there and get an Instacart order for your, the groceries that you would already eat while you were at home anyway. Except now you're eating them in Disney. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the DVC resorts come completely stocked with dishes and utensils and anything you might need to cook with right they do they have a full kitchen Uh, anything from a studio up a studio includes a microwave a toaster and a coffee pot they have cups and plates and forks and spoons you know the basic stuff right you can get a crock pot i wrote a whole article for this on dvc fan about how to cook in your villa and you can get a crock pot from amazon for less than twenty dollars it's mm-hmm. worth it. Get your crock pot, have it delivered there, and you can plug that in and make food in your uh, studios while you're there. With larger villas, one bedroom and larger, you have a full kitchen with everything that you need. And we often made food in our villa. It's great. It's so convenient. And even for snacks at night, you know, you can bring things home, which was something I never did before because you can't really bring leftovers with those little mini college fridges that they give you in other resorts. Right. You can't store anything in there. So we're able no. to bring food home and eat it for breakfast, exactly. which we've done. Uh, or, you know, I would. for lunch or if somebody comes back, it's just really nice to not always have to run to the quick service to get food because it's there. And the stores in the Disney Vacation Club villas, do include a small grocery section. Right. It's expensive, but you can buy eggs, you can buy lunch meat, you can buy Eggo waffles. They have some frozen dinners. They have frozen vegetables. I know they have broccoli, spaghetti, spaghetti sauce, that kind of thing to just make you basic meals in your villa. Uh, you can either buy it there or you can do a grocery order. And if you only need a few things, it may be more expensive, but at least you can grab it and head back to your villa and do what you're going to do. Exactly. It is still less to purchase a dozen eggs and a package of bacon and a loaf of bread from Disney than it is to take your whole family to the quick service and eat breakfast. Yep. So there's, there's that. That's one way to look at it. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's how we, that's how we look at it. Well, yeah, this cost us $35, but it's still cheaper than quick service breakfast. There are ways to mitigate the cost of Disney vacation clubs through things like making some meals and, you know, just going to your resort to hang out. You don't necessarily even need to go into the parks. Well, Diane, that's a lot of really good information. 
And I know we kind of threw this together quickly, but you know, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks so much for being willing to, to, to do this today. Absolutely. I, I know how confusing Disney vacation club is when I went to start learning about it and deciding if that was, you know, right for me, I couldn't find a lot of information out there. So the more that you can provide people, you know, the best decisions that, that you can make. Uh, we purchased our contracts through the DVC uh, resale market. They're excellent. Uh, and you can go on at any point in time on the websites because you want a legitimate seller uh, and see right. what's available and how many points they are and what they are asking. You can also negotiate the price when you purchase your contract. Not too low because Disney will buy it back. Right. But you can, uh, you, there's a little bit of leeway there. And I've heard that Disney has been buying back a they, number of these contracts. They absolutely have. We call that right of, Disney has right of first refusal, also known as ROFR in the DVC world. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit of a pins and needles uh, adventure while you're waiting to see if they're going to take that contract back or not. Luckily, that never happened to me. But if you do get ROFRed, then you just put a bid on another one. Your deposit's transferable to the next contract and you just find the one that's going to work for you and for your family. And, you know, then as we say at Disney Vacation Club, welcome home. And I guess with that, the only thing left to say is if you're interested in doing DVC, do your homework, make sure it fits what you want to accomplish and your pocketbook. And with that, I think we'll wrap this one up. Thanks, Diane. You bet. Thank you, Diane, for the abundance of great information about Disney Vacation Club. That was the most complete description I've ever heard. How about you, tourists? Have anything to add to the discussion? Chime in on the Disney Conversations Facebook page and tell us about your experiences with DVC. We're busy plotting new adventures, so stick around for the next tour. Until then, my friends, have a magical week, and we'll see you on the other side. PTFN, ta-ta for now! Thanks for coming along with us on this tour. We hope you enjoyed listening to Disney Conversations as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Please share us with your friends or join us at our Disney Conversations Facebook page and jump into the discussion. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to us at Conversations at Outlook.com and we'll be sure to address your needs. For now, have a magical week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye now. <laughs>